1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Please subscribe, tell a friend and review. Dan Bayliss is here. Hello, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Hello. With a squash. Got a squash today, Jack. What happened at the weekend? squash today, yeah, squash. I think the words you used were, you were so drunk at the weekend it wasn't even funny. Yes, well, that's what watching Wolves in the early kickoff on a Saturday does to you, especially when they lose 3 2 to the Albion. But yeah, we'll come on to that. <laughs> what happened to your delivery driver, Jack, at the weekend? Uh, well, basically, he was he was made a right killing off me because I kept bloody ringing him and asking him to bring me beer. And it's like flash forward to midnight on Saturday, and I'm waiting for delivery driver from Deliveroo to come get me some cans. <laughs> Half an hour later, I asked him to get me some fags. He made about 30 quid. It was great. <laughs> don't even smoke. You just not want to go outside? Is that, like, you're not well, outside, I don't know where the garage is, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a walk, I think. So, you know, and, uh, you know, non-essential journeys and everything. Well, it's good because, well, it may have been classed as essential, I think, after that debacle, but um, there you go. Uh, Harry is sat there with his 
uh, bobble hat on, uh, looking like uh, you've won some sort of competition. <laughs> Do you want to talk us through that? I've got I've got like Mowgli off Jungle Book, like because obviously the lockdown, so I'm just covering my hair up. I couldn't be bothered to do anything with it. I look like <laughs> I just look like a depressed, a depressed, homeless maniac tonight. It's I'm still not over the West Brom game. No, uh, Bailey, she looked pretty normal. So well done. Cheers, thanks. Well shave. Um, Harry, let's start with the defeat to West Brom. I think it's going to be a little bit of therapy for everybody involved. It was meant to be. Uh, the payback of nine years ago, the Mitt McCarthy sacking that ensued after the 5-1 loss at Molyneux, double relegation, then back in the big time, uh, only to stupidly go and throw away a 2-1 lead. And then I went on Twitter after the game, which was a huge mistake. Stupid. Just let's start with, with the starting eleven, Harry. The team on paper is strong enough to beat West Brom. Oh, yeah. The team was... Well, we, we were banging the drum of having Catrone start over Fabio Silva, wasn't we? But mm-hmm. he was man of the match for us. So we were wrong about that. Took his goal really well. But I don't know, man. Like How many times... We said last week, how many times are we going to go 1-0 down? We did it again. It's debatable whether it's a penalty. And I know it's like sour grapes and easy excuse, but the rule that they've literally only got to be touching the line with their foot when they get tackled and it's a penalty, it's just mental. But anyway... Bolly was clumsy. Traore was at fault for that goal as well because he uh, just was pissing about on the edge of the box. Don't know what he was doing. But then we go 2-1 up and at half-time, I'm dancing around this little box I'm in saying, I've had 4-1 Wolves on, lads. I've had a 5 run it. We're going to cruise to the win. Let's just not do what we did against Brighton and come out and concede two. And that's what we did. And it was an absolute disaster. It was as simple as that. It was just so bad beyond belief because Albion are the worst team in the league as well. Bayliss, um, where do you start? I think you start with the second half because that's where Wolves started to show their true colours at the moment, which is frankly embarrassing. I think no player can come off that pitch and look at themselves and think they gave it their all there. I don't think we registered a decent shot in the second half. Um, I mean... There's all this moaning we can do, right? It, it's very simple to sit here as football fans and go, oh, the penalty was outside the box and their defender caught one and it should have been a penalty. But if you watch that game in the round, I don't think I can honestly say Wolves deserve to win it. I thought we were piss poor in the second half. Piss, really piss poor. And fair play to the Albion. Exactly what we thought a Sam Allardyce team would come and do and did a real job on us. And the problem is it keeps happening by every other, every other manager every other week. Wolves get a job done on them because the kids can't handle it and our so-called senior players are not doing what they need to be doing to win us games. I want to play you a clip of Sam Allardyce. Like I said, second half changing the shape was the big thing and playing forward quicker. Um, all this tippy-tappy stuff, everybody keeps going about the right way to play football. It's all a lot of sometimes. <laughs> so getting the ball in the opposition's box as quickly as you can with quality and getting it forward and in behind the opposition is definitely sometimes the best way forward and that's what we did in the second half and that's why we won the game that is a clip of Sam Aldice from 2015 after a 3-0 win for West Ham against Hull Jack why is it such a shock (laughs) that Sam Allardyce team is going to do exactly that because I know it's a Sam Allardyce team but it's also made up of West Brom players who (laughs) have been just letting in goals for fun so just because you change the manager you don't think suddenly it's going to 
I know they ground out results at Liverpool and stuff like that, but they've also been battered by average teams, in my opinion. So to we've laid three goals at home against West Brom. That's that's not good enough. I know two of them were penalties, and I know one of them was debatable as to whether it even was a penalty. But what are we doing? I mean, at half-time, I agree with the guys. You think the game's won. Silver's done his best half of football that I think I've seen him play. It's game management again. And game management is not then come out in the second half, concede a goal to a long throw. It's just like the most basic, basic rubbish defending. And then Cody gives away a penalty. Like what sort of game management is that? It's just it's just shocking and and we didn't really create enough, even when we were chasing the game. I know Catroni had that one shot which he spewed over the bar, but apart from that, was it anything really? It was it's just a really, really poor performance and it's worrying that we've let in three goals at home to a team that other teams have been going to the Hawthorns and smashing them to nil it's just it's just not good enough particularly with the team we had out because we were worried at midweek we were worried that they were going to do us because of the injuries we had but the first 11 we got out there was pretty pretty good I think everyone was happy and I just don't know what's going on at the moment Harry we're talking about Morgan Gibbs-White and obviously having been recalled from his loan spell at Swansea earlier he's a a Staffordshire boy, he knows what the Black Country derby means to both sets of fans. And I don't know if he's if whether he's not good enough or whether he was thinking about the Black Country derby so much that he forgot we were playing in gold. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, which one is? I, I don't bloody know, but with Gibbs White, mate, there's a bigger issue going on around him, which I know we'll get onto later in his bloody tweets, tweets and things like that. And I think that his tweets and that what we will get onto tells me there's something seriously wrong going on in the club. Connor Cody getting subbed off with 20 minutes to go. Mm. My jaw nearly at the floor. I couldn't believe it. Yes, he was shocking. There's no doubt about it. But <laughs> Nuno has never done that. Like He never drops Cody or pulls him off or anything. And you could see the shock on his face. And when something like that happens and Nuno is just sat on the bench, slumped in his seat, you know something is seriously wrong in that squad. Something's happening. And they're very private. We never know exactly what's going on. But... Something's seriously going on within the squad. Morgan Gibbs-White liked to tweet on about Bolly laughing with Sam Allardyce at the end of the game. You know, he's, he's literally having a little dig at one of his own teammates there. And it's just no harmony. Defensively, they're defending like kids. It's just absolutely devastating and shocking. They've let us down. It felt like half that team didn't know how much this game means to the fans. And we've been a laughing stock. I've become a fucking meme on Twitter because of the way I reacted <laughs> on bloody YouTube videos and that. And then you've got Morgan Gibbs-White, Bobby's oh. little girlfriend, liking tweets and saying they want to go back to Swansea. Go back to Swansea, I'll drive you there, you fucking pleb. Clear that up. <laughs> but obviously don't, sit, don't on sit on the fence. Don't sit on the fence, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, how worrying is it? Because the point was made, yeah, taking Cody off, I think everybody was dumbfounded by that. Not because Cody's had a bad performance. He's had bad performances before and, and stayed on the pitch and played every single minute of Premier League seasons. It was the fact that there was no leadership left on the pitch because Neves wasn't on it. He's vice captain. Matinho, who's the most experienced player on it, wasn't there either. And you're finishing the game with a bunch of kids that really have nobody to feed off or, or gain some experience off. You have to say at 3 2 down when you're trying to win a game. Then who else do you take off than a centre back to try? You know, it doesn't matter if you lose four two; it's still a loss. So the choice there was probably Bolly or Cody, or else you'd lose in everything going forward. But what we did bring on didn't really do much anyway. I think Catroni got twelve minutes to try and grab himself a goal, and he should have scored. 
I mean, the one thing that keeps baffling me, though, is we just bring on Catrone as soon as we've gone down. It's never mm-hmm. when we're level or, or <laughs> winning. It's uh, We've been crying out for it, and where do you bring, you bring him on when we're chasing a game? And... Yeah, you say know. that. Watch that, watch that game and which defender you take off if you're trying to push for a win out the two. Bo- Bolly had six shots. He had more shots than any forward. Personally, I'd oh, take yeah. off Saison moving into midfield. Well, sorry, take off Matinho. Bring- Matinho was Saison shocking, wasn't midfield. he? Yeah, he was. He was shocking. And he's been, he hasn't been the best this season, has he, really? That's the whole point uh, of say so, isn't it? Is that he's this utility man that's yeah. supposed to save the day. And, and uh, why is he staying in defence? If we need to push on... Take off it's been the best goal threat lately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but just push, <laughs> yeah. Him, push him at the park. Push him I just him. don't get how the team that finished the first half came out and played like they did in the second. I cannot understand it. Complacency. And you've got to remember as well, when we were 1-0 down, can you remember Callum Robinson when he had that chance? Nearly put him 2-0 up yeah. as well. So like, yeah. even though we did yeah. do well to go 2-1 up in the first half, we could have been 2-0 down. Yes, we probably... But, he did catch that penalty. Like We probably should have had that. Well, definitely should have, but... You can't keep making these excuses, can you? Because the whole round performance is not good enough. So I think making these the question, excuses about VARs are holding it. The, the question I have to ask is, what was said in the half-time team talk? Was it either, these lot of shit, let's go and pan them, and everyone got complacent? Or was it, right, we're going to sit in and do nothing now for a half, and then ended up 3-2 down quickly? Like, what, what was the conversation that went on between those group of people that know each other all pretty well now, take aside the kids, but... How do you capitulate so quickly? So quickly. We were oh. so dominant in the last 15 minutes of that first half. To then go and just not turn up for 45 minutes, really. You know, get done by a long throw. Fuck, Jesus. We've got Willy Bolly and Cody in the middle who are both good headers, physical players of the ball. That's the two centre-backs that should be playing. And get caught out by a flick on and a free header. Jesus. And the penalty's daft. But bad, we've had... Bad defending, not, not a lot in the middle, and crap and fuck all up front. Take some doing that. After True. after Nuno's comments in his press conference Friday, I, and I think Aaron said it on last week's podcast, I thought we were going to go back to a five at the back, put Cody a sweeper. I know it's kind of negative against Albion, but because the game was so important and we've been so bad at the back, I thought we'd just go for like the 3-4-3 three, three, or whatever you want to call the formation and stay solid and try and nick a few goals, which we probably would have done. But even with a five at the back at the moment, I don't know if I'd feel... Safe with the way everyone's like the form the defenders are on, so I think that's what will happen going forward, though. Harry, I wouldn't feel safe at the moment if they built a fucking brick wall on the goal line. <laughs> I think when we're shipping goals, and I'm sorry if you if in two games you let in six goals against Brighton and West Brom, that ain't right, is it? This you, you've got to sort something out there. I don't care about VAR penalties, and if you have to revert to the tried and tested five at the back, which got us two seventh place finishes. Then, then do it. But I don't know. There's just it, I agree in that there's something just, just not quite right there. The bad body language was wrong. And just the response after going 3-2 down was just the complete opposite of what ja- what it should have been. Jack, we now have the worst form record in the league. Even the Rest team that have won one game have now have a better form record than us that are sitting rock, rock bottom. You mentioned I mean, body that's... language there, Jack. And uh, normally you'd see Nuno out on the touchline barking orders and you know looking like he cares but he sat on the bench with a face like a smacked ass and thinking is his head's not in it now that may well be because his family is back in portugal he can't go and see them because of coronavirus restrictions is this just the pandemic influencing things off the pitch and on it 
it's not ideal, but it's not ideal for anybody, is it? No one's having a great time. And yeah, I, a lot of Portuguese players who can't go back or whatever, but it's lots of people are in the same boat. Lots of people have probably got it worse than you. And lots of people probably aren't getting paid £12 million a year. So don't sit there with a face on. Just sort it out. Yeah, I think it's another thing as well. You think back a few weeks ago when Nuno was saying that we will be like busy in the transfer market, and now he keeps saying we're finding solutions within the squad. Maybe there's been a bust up with Jeff Shee. You just don't know, do you? And that's probably why he's actually maybe he's just give up because he's just like I want players and they're not backing me. They've made me bring back. They've made him bring back Gibbs White and Controne, who we don't even like. He he got rid of them for a reason. They'd sack him (laughs) if that was the case, though, Harry. Why would they sack him? They're just saying, mate, you got no, you got no. We're not going to give you any funds for transfers, and he probably wants them. Or he'd walk if there was if there was an issue between the owners and the manager. The manager goes, doesn't he? Not necessarily. (laughs) Might have to lose to Charlie. Oh yeah, well maybe then. I think what's happened is just because of everything that's going on and the fact it was January, got a very small squad, and everyone knows we were crying out for players, and he's gone to the board potentially, and they've said no because. We don't think we're going to go down. There's three three or four crap teams at the bottom. Might start looking over our shoulders if we don't win another game in the next five games. But a tough run. If, it, if it's going to be a consolidation season and we're going to stay up amongst a global pandemic, it's not the right time to invest and folks don't think it is. Well, they've said Maybe that the summer will be the time where a centre-back is going to be on the shopping list. But sure Harry, right, a, shop, a centre-back's been on the shopping list for three years. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> Like it's it's a good point. Like when was the last time we had a really good transfer window? Like it feels like the year we went up, doesn't it? Yeah, like, we got Matinho and Raul, Matinho. Yeah, like the last like Catrono is a failure. Vallejo is a failure. Obviously, Neto was a success story. Maybe Pedence. We need Pedence back, don't we? We miss him, but I don't know. It, it seems like it's been a while since we've had a really good transfer window, and the ones that did come in and do really well, like Matinho, for example, he's starting to drift away now, isn't he? He's getting a bit older. I don't it's think he can mixed. play every game. Just to continue your question, Harry, when was the last time Wolves had a, a positive January transfer window? Because it's the one we're in. We don't do it, do we? We got Benekophobian in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pedence was January, wasn't he? Pedence yeah, was January, was didn't play till... But the thing is, Fosun don't like having their pants pulled down, do they? So like January is the worst window for them because they always want value, don't they? They don't just spend mm, yeah. mindlessly, so... They won't go out and splash in January. Unless it's there. 35 million on an 18 year old who's never played. <laughs> that was the summer, though, to be fair. But it was the summer. Maybe these feel good in the summer. Maybe that's what it is. Um, and they had the pants pulled down over Thomas Cook. So, um, Was there anything positive that we can take out of the game just to just to end on a positive? <sighs> Silver was a lot, sometime. lot better. He was. Silver it, was, yeah. was yeah. markedly better. That is literally it. So it's silver had a half decent game, but does that just paper over the cracks again? <laughs> like, yeah, it might be crap now for the next three or four games. Like, we wanted Catrone to start, but fair play to Silver. Like, he took his goal really well, didn't he? He took it really well. A yeah. bit of strength, yeah. and slotted it home, and that's what we need more of from him. But he's still not good enough. That don't that don't mean he's good enough, does it? It, it doesn't mean he's good enough now. But I think just... it shows he does have that potential. But yeah, I'm I... just happy we've got to play him again. That's the one saving oh, grace. If we send them down, yeah. Spent nine really years saying that. We've got to play him again. What date is it? Something like first the first of May. May oh. day. May day. It, we we could we could have the last laugh here. We could still have the last laugh. You imagine if we send yeah. them down. Well, like, the most stick I had was off um was off Liam. We had Liam on the away perspective last week. He was WhatsApping me all night and Sunday, 
and he just kept going, oh my God, you've spent 350 million and our shit championship team beat you, blah, 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 rubbing it in. But So it'd be nice to get a bit of revenge. It, it, it reminded, because obviously we haven't played Alan for like nine years. You forget how bitter this rivalry is, don't you? All your old mates come out of the woodwork from school yeah. and things like that. And it it's more painful than I thought it would be because I was a bit, obviously we were a bit edgy going into it, but honestly... I still, I thought we'd do it still, even with how shit we've been. I still can't. I'm still in shock. Like three days later, that we lost. To be honest, <sighs> but yeah, no, that's the annoying thing, isn't it? When the, I think Liam was going on about, you know, we'd spent the last three years saying we'd batter them and all this sort of it's, stuff, yeah. and you know, he spent all last week saying they'd lose. So <laughs> shows much I confidence. In. I, I, I thought we'd beat them as well, and it's annoying we couldn't play them with a proper full-strength squad, but I th- yeah. we had enough there that should be able to beat that team at home. Yeah. I'm sorry. They had eight points on the board. I think They did have plenty go their way. You have to say that it wasn't like a... We were bad in the second half, fair enough, but you you can't say from watching the game, even as an Albion fan, that they did us, like they, that they outplayed us in any way. They had two two decisions go their way. We had one go against our way, and we were very poor in the Do second half. you know the half, but... penalty incident? Sorry, you've just reminded me here, Bayliss. Liam was saying, you were all crying about Gibbs catching that ball yeah but mm. they reckon it was a foul on the keeper don't they they reckon that I think they reckon Fabio fouled the keeper so it never it should have been a foul before he even handled it but they I didn't even know. have their best keeper yeah exactly they had injuries they had injuries too which makes it even worse <laughs> we didn't make him try and save a lot though did we no we had a lot of shots didn't we but they were all off target we had a lot of possession but it's just I, I don't know man I did think that 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 penalty shout for us when he basically caught the ball. I, th- I thought that's got to be a... The way that they've given some penalties this season, that's got to be... A Considering play. that Kilman was just running as a ball got yeah. crossed. You can't say that your arms are in a natural position if you're going like that, like about to bloody first slip. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? I think Keith Hackett came out and said it It, it should have been um, should have been a penalty. So. Do, you know, do you know what the worst bit about it is? It's the fucking knobsucker brigade that are on BT Sport that all... Oh, the referee they have on, what's his the name? The referee zone. Oh. Whatever happens in the game, what, he goes is, with it. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I can't think it's, of what? any time that they've disagreed with the decision. Peter Walton is Peter name. Walton, it's an absolute it. waste yeah. of time in being there. He's getting it a is. fee to go, yeah, right, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. Well, the best. Well, the best one he did was, it was one, I can't think it was a Spurs game last season, where there was a decision and he was like, yep, they got that spot on, they got it totally right, blah, 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 blah. And they came out after VAR did and said they got it wrong. And it's like, and then afterwards they asked him again, he was like, actually, yeah, looking at it, I, I think they, they were right to say they got it wrong. It's just, it just goes with whatever Bloody, it's referees bloody if Michael Oliver had given the first one as a free kick outside the box with VAR it would have been a free kick outside the box yeah because yeah. he gave a penalty VAR gave it. a penalty yeah so true so didn't true. it happen Jack actually in the Europa League uh, against Sevilla when they were talking about whether the keeper was off the line and yeah he, changed, he changed his mind by half time I can't remember if it was Peter Walton, though. It might have been someone else. I mean, that was definite encroachment. They just didn't apply the rules correctly there. Let's be honest. They said that after the game. Well, it's a sort of like, you know, if if we're playing Man City, they'll check for encroachment. But if if it's not, then they're not bothered. It depends on who it is. The thing about this game is, even with or without VAR, the decisions were what the referee made, so it would have still been the same result. Yeah, I'm not blaming the referee. We, We weren't good enough and, you know... Don't dive in. Even if you're giving away a free kick on the edge of the box, don't do it. Why? You know, there's no need. Same with Cody. And it's a long throw. And then after that, we didn't create enough. We didn't do enough. We were shit. And we've really let the fans down. I'm sorry, because we've waited a long time for this game. And they've done us Would again. Would we have won with fans we, in the ground, Jack? 
Yes. I, do, I think, I think we, I, th- I think we did, wouldn't have lost. Who knows? Who knows? All you just want is just, I just, you just hope and pray that someone has got through to them how pissed off the fans are at the back of it. Like, I know it's very unlikely that they look at any of the fan media or any social stuff or anything that comes out like no, we do. White does. They do. Honestly, if anyone ever gets it to them, they need to have a look at themselves because as fans, we don't mind losing. We never have. But when you put on a shit show, when you don't try for Wolves fans, that's when you get done and that's when people will get on your back. You've got to try or else it's an absolute fucking waste of time and we won't support you for much longer. Not as a fan. We'll support Wolves, but we will not support players that don't try. I do honestly think that we are one of the clubs who are being hindered the most by not having fans. I know everyone says, "Oh, Leeds, Leeds, and Liverpool. Oh, they'll be so, Leeds will be top if they if they oh, have fans." And you know, but honestly, I do think it genuinely, genuinely, we are one of the worst being affected by it because they came out straight away, didn't they? The players and Nuno and said, "We're really missing the fans. We're really missing the fans," because we can get it buzzing, and you know, we wouldn't have stood for that performance the other day. Um, so, everyone's in the same boat though Jack we're, only, we're still playing on a level playing field well yeah, everyone's in the same boat but you know Fulham are used to having no atmosphere you can really spur <laughs> yeah, us as players yeah, on yeah, yeah, so like it's been reduced to a level playing field and it wasn't before because I think fans are different and atmospheres are different so it gets reduced to a level playing field because fans shouldn't make it a level playing field it should should make the atmosphere no. better or, or worse it's just depressing isn't it? it's, ruined, it's ruined the week it's it literally ruined, ruined the week. Completely ruined I, my I want to love Wolves as much as I can. I don't like coming on here and being a miserable bastard. But you've got no choice after that, have you? Could have fooled me. To be fair, you haven't mentioned the S word at all, have you? No. It's the first I, podcast where good, you haven't mentioned it. <laughs> had a good game, in all fairness to him. And there's plenty else to talk about. Right, let's uh, turn our attentions to the FA Cup, which is being played on Friday night, which is my birthday. So... Uh, I don't know if we've ever won. No, I'm, I'm, actually, Jack, it is four. Uh, was it two years ago today? Time recording uh, the win against Leicester. So it reminds you that times used wow. to be good. You're, you're do offici- you really, do- You're all officially old. You two are officially old as of the end of this week. Do you not remember like, our, t- our twenty? Well, my twenty-first birthday. Sam's birthday is nope. the day after mine, but. 21st birthday was uh, when Wolves played Villa and oh, uh, yeah. Robbie, Robbie Keane came on and scored twice. Happy <laughs> 21st. <laughs> as well, Great for you had to stand there and applaud. To be fair, put it right top bins. Uh, let's get your away perspective. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined then by Julian from the Chorley FC Supporters Trust. Julian, how is it going to begin with? Yeah, it's going good. Excited in the camp, definitely. Uh, I wasn't around in 86, um, but I've heard a lot about it. Uh, I've grown up with it, you know, stunt into my into my brain. Um, but yeah, we're really looking forward to, to what it's going to be a great, great game. It's used that FA Cup ties um as a benchmark for the real fans so-called um inverted commas there of uh, if you went to Chorley you're you're a real fan there's a lot of that talk recently how big is this game for Chorley well obviously financially in the current situation massive um we, we've made a, a fair bit in the cup run it's no secret we've been on tv a few times um but to get involved in a in a Wolves game to to relive those moments again, and if we can do it again, which a few of us are confident in the camp, just a little bit, um, then you know it would be an even bigger achievement to do it this time round. Definitely, it would be a huge achievement for Chorley. And uh, Wolves are a very very poor run of form, six defeats in the last nine. A Premier League side. Are you looking forward to? A, watching your team on a Friday night, but also watching them against Premier League opposition. 
I mean, obviously, we're gutted that we we can't be there. Um, and but it, with it being on TV, we're so excited just to have the TV cameras down at Victory Park again, uh, and to see us against the Premier League side. We hoped for that in round three, didn't happen, but we got through it, uh, and now we've got a tie that we can really get our teeth into, and, and we've dreamed of. Are there certain players in in that Wolves camp? I don't want to use the word scared because I want to give you as much respect as possible. But are there ones that you are? scared about from the game point of view but excited about to watch well I, i've only been to wolves once personally myself uh, and see be espanol in the uh, in the european cup in the um, uefa cup whatever it's called these days europa, europa league, league sorry yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh raul jimenez class player but obviously he's out injured at the moment which is such a shame it would have been nice to see him down at victory park that would have been that would have been something good um, obviously, you've got Fabio Silva. There's a lot of talk on him, a young lad coming in. Uh, managed to score, I think, on, at the weekend. He did. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, a big threat. A lot of experience in that team. Um, but I think if we hold our own, you never know. Sixth tier of English football, surely, you're in. But it, it's the magic of the cup, isn't it? What do you reckon is going to uh, happen? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, we've, we've come up against some good teams in the past. We've had Doncaster, Fleetwood. Um, and then now yourselves and Derby, uh, Peterborough, Wigan. The magic of the FA Cup is we get to play all these teams in our league days. I don't think uh, we'll, we might get to them heights in my lifetime. Not sure. Maybe in the next. Um, but yeah, the magic of the FA Cup could produce anything. And I'm going to say we could we could nick it. Maybe quite confident. No, this great. Yeah. Team, it, does it come with a, a little bit of a, a double-edged sword, really? Because it, it's fantastic you've got this far, but I bet you're absolutely gutted, as we all are, that we're not going to be able to see it live. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I can't. Yeah, I can't deny the fact that we are absolutely gutted as a town, uh, as a club in the heart of the community, that we cannot fill the ground in the current situation. Um, but we hope that everyone will be behind us. Uh, both online and uh, through the virtual tickets that we're selling um, and just hope that it still gives the club a good profile. In terms of your, your star man, star men, who, who is it that Wolves should be looking out for on Friday night? Well, it's a bit obvious. Our front man, uh, Connor Hall, who I think scored in every round so far that he's played in. Um, if, we, if he's on form and we get a chance, then he's most likely to take it and They'll sit back and defend for 89 minutes. That'll do us. Um, but obviously, we've got Nubi as well in midfield, a class player who knows how to handle the ball. I'd say our starting 11, our strong starting 11 is a strong side. And, you know, like I said, I think maybe, just maybe. Julian, I can't wait to hopefully wipe that smile off your face. because. <laughs> 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 but uh, let's finish then with a score prediction, what you're going to go for. If you're a betting man, what you're sticking your house on. Well, I've only just got mine, so it wouldn't be wise to put it on anything at the moment. <laughs> but um, I, like I said, I want to say confidently and quietly we'd snatch a 1 0. But then realistically, I think we might, you know, be looking at a repeat of 86, but the other way around. If you got through to the next round, what's the tie that entices you most? Uh, I believe it's Arsenal in the in the fifth round. Yeah, if they beat. Is there, a, is there a is there a side that you you really do want to face as, as we go through and potentially looking at the final? Um, any Premier League side on the way, it'd be nice, you know. Just any as far as we can get. 
Um, any side that we face, we'll give it our all, like we've shown with Wigan, like we've shown with Peterborough. And whilst Derby was a young side, we still had to play a game uh, and we got out there and got the result. So any side that, that we play, we will show them that we can play football in the National League North. Well, best of bad luck, of course, for Friday night. It is actually my birthday, so don't ruin it. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll leave that there. And um, who knows, we could be speaking to you uh, sometime in the future. No problem. Thank you very much. The Away Perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So there you go. Uh, quietly confident is Julian about Chorley's chances against Wolves. Obviously, we all talk about the game uh, way back when, in the 1980s. And... I think the first thing, really, though, we've got to, we've got to talk about is social media storm around Chorley. Um, Julian couldn't talk about it as part of the supporters trust. Uh, we respect that decision. So definitely him, hundred percent him. Harry, the admin came out. Um, sort of, I'll get the exact. Um, if you and the rest of the Baggies fans can get behind us and help us with the virtual tickets, I'll get all the lads to boing boing after Adele, of course. <laughs> Harry, was it a bit of banter or oh, is this sorry. cost Chorley Football Club a lot of money? It's cost them a lot of money because the, the timing couldn't have been any worse, could it? After after Albion just beat us as <laughs> no, well to no, do no. a tweet like that. I think they've uh, they've seen the money signs in their eyes, haven't they, after seeing... Um, who was the team Spurs beat the other week? I forget Marine. now. Marine. Marine. They've seen how well they've done. And they're obviously getting greedy and want two big fan ba- Well, I say big about Albion, but two bigger fan bases to help them out and give them some money. But they've shot this out in the foot big time. A lot of Wolves fans would have brought virtual tickets. I would have, and now I'm yeah, not because same. of that. So sorry if you're listening to this, who we just have the away perspective. But yeah, whoever the admin was, he's cost surely a lot of money, which is a shame because there's a lot of history to this tie. It's one of the worst social media blunders since Jody and Lescott tweeted a picture of a car with his ass. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It, they've, they've lost 40 quid sat on a conversation on Zoom recording a podcast which is really depressing because I would have loved to have helped a small club but you can't be shit houses. <laughs> well, Bailey, you, you normally appreciate shit houseery though. I do normally really appreciate shit houseery but I'm very angry after last weekend. That's that's just they were just trying to play all the sides weren't they and it's kind of backfired. Granted they obviously want to get in as much money as possible. I reckon they will still sell a few. I think they've got up to 1500 and obviously with it being on TV they might, they might. I don't think they're going to get anywhere near the levels of Marine, where they sold twenty thousand. Um, but I'll be yeah, in the same boat. I was, I was going to buy one, but now I'm going to give it to my delivery driver instead. <laughs> <laughs> Services rendered. Well, Chorley did tweet six hours ago saying, "Please help us get to fifteen hundred virtual tickets by the end of the day." It, it would have been way past that by now. You, you yeah. have to oh, think yeah. easy, don't you? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Right. Anyone listen to this, if you play or support or go to a local Midlands non-league club that are struggling due to COVID, drop us a tweet, I'll stick you 40 quid in instead of the money that would have gone to Chorley for being shithouses. Okay, now. Is he out? He's going to invoice us for that. Is it tax deductible, Bayless? Yes. Charitable giving, it is. Is it off the podcast Petty Cash Fund? Is that where that's going from? Well, no, very good of you to Bayless, yeah. How did you pick a winner on that? Because otherwise you're going to get a lot of tweets and you'll have to you'll yeah, only one more than 40 quid. Unless you yeah. buggers are going to chip in as well. Uh, hang on, you can't promise promise that and then ask for... Yeah, you can't drag us <laughs> into this. We <laughs> really don't want if, if we get any, If we get anyone from a non-league club in the Midlands tweeting us, I'll be very shocked from the eight people that listen. Excellent, right. <laughs> um, 
Well, let's talk about Chorley. There's a lot of talk about um, moving Cody up into a midfield role with Neves, Harry. Would you support that idea? Uh, no, I, what I'd do, I know it sounds absolutely horrendous if you're playing a team down in the bloody 90,000th tier league. of football. There you go, I was going to say that, but I just went 90,000. Yeah, I think, I think we should just go back to the old shape. Play the strongest team available. Just get some confidence back into them. Imagine if we like rested a few and ended up like losing 1-0. The meltdown was bad enough after Albion, but this would be... Mm. It would literally be, I think, Nuno might walk territory. It, it, it's wins, happening, Harry. Surely. It's just oh. definitely happening. We can't, we can't, we can't. go from bloody Europa League quarter-final to losing to Albion and Chorley in the same week. It's not that 1996. That is the most Wolves thing ever. Like, it's come just, on. It's written in the stars. You can just see it happening. It's the most Wolves thing that could possibly happen. I reckon he'll play a fairly strong team. Do, yeah. He's I reckon he'll be strong, but yeah, I reckon players like Hoover will play. He's not going to be full, full strength. He might rest a couple, but I don't think it's going to be a complete but, complete changeover. But Catrone, Vitinha, Hoover, these sort of players I think will play. If he's going to live and die by four at the back now, he's going to play four at the back against Chorley, isn't he, Chorley? He can't, man. He can't. Because let's think about it. Chorley, at their level... That, that all they do is boot it and be big and like you know try and get on the end of things and that and that's exactly what we can't defend against at the moment so we might as well just go five at the back and try and cope with them pumping balls at the box because the pitch is going to be like a bloody mud bath and let's be honest they're going to do oh, yeah. all their most to make sure it's not a flat surface we're talking about dealing with Chorlier I know but you said when we're dealing we've with no matter, genuine concern. Yeah, no matter Chelsea how good of a team you're meant to be, Sam, no, no matter how much quality you've got, when you're low on confidence and down the dumps and on the form we're on, you I don't care who you're playing. Like if you don't dig deep and you and you like forms down like ours and your mm-hmm. confidence is low, anyone can beat you. It's just an FA Cup, this thing's happen. I remember the game that saw Sol back and off. I mean yeah, Luton really conference yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's not quite six leagues, but it's you know it's four leagues. It what are Char- Charlie? Conference North. Six yeah, yes. Yeah. Jesus wept. Yeah, so it could happen. So, it's their game of their life, isn't it? First one Kilman lets it drop over his left shoulder, tap in. Ruddy will flap it into the top corner. We'll go one all and then eighty third minute uh Cody will slash someone down penalty 2-1 surely yeah he'll, he'll slash someone down like on the halfway line and they'll give a penalty probably <laughs> if it's four at the back I don't think Cody will start after being pulled off against do you really do you think honestly do you, do you, I, that's, that's yeah, yeah I was going to yeah, ask possibly. that do we, do we think that's that Cody being subbed is going to be the end of an era and a change I thought to, it was do you think he'll be dropped because he's never been dropped has he really? nah it was strange like Something's gone on. So I, I honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he's not in the starting lineup. Something's gone on there. Let's go and do a st- score prediction, Harry. Oh, wow. I, I think it's going to be like a bit of a frustrating, nervy game, but I think we will end up winning 2 0. 2 1, Chorley. It's written all over it. Oh, man. And Jack? Um, we'll probably score and sit back. 1 0 victory. <laughs> Two on Wolves from me. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello, betting fans. Um, as I'm sure you can guess, the betting odds are absolutely stinking for, for Wolves to, to do anything. So I've picked out just a couple of interesting things. Um, Wolves to win by exactly one goal is 4-1, to one, which is a lot better than it sounds because we are below even money on everything pretty much. Mm couple of other interesting ones 
Chorley scored two goals or more in the first half, 33 to 1. I'm having a pound on that. What <laughs> price are just Chorley, Dan? 16s. 16 to 1. Wow. Yeah. A three-horse race. A draw at full time and under two and a half goals in the match, 9 to 1. A nice. 4-1 Wolves is 14 to 1. So it's a better price to get Chorley just to win than it is 4-1. <laughs> Um, I'll be honest, like just just don't have a bet on this game. Like, you can't, no, just don't you bother. Can't but two one Chorley is fifty to one. Oh wow! Okay, right. Um, to be rich. Any ticket news, Bayless? I think you had some holidays cancelled, didn't you? I was supposed to be going holiday today. A time of recording. I was supposed to be in the air in twenty minutes. What, what about the pod? You didn't let us know. <laughs> Selfish. Yeah, well, did you book that off? Did you get your form in? Well, I then moved it and booked again for the end of March and that's been cancelled so not going oh, very well anyone with pictures of pandemic going on oh dear can't even go skiing in a pandemic <laughs> don't even like tennis <laughs> <laughs> uh, right Kate uh, let's move on to social media hi this is Jazz welcome to the 77 fucking high street club is that right we mentioned social media there just with the Chorley admin and, and having a bit of banter and it backfired and stuff and Harry we have spoken on the podcast before about this weird thing that started where um blue tick accounts banter each other and it's all a little bit of fun but it it's clearly cost one football club a lot of money it, it backfires at other times coming out and apologizing has it got too friendly on social media this admin's just had a nightmare in it we've already discussed that but i think the big the big talking point which i've already had a little rant about is the morgan gibbs white thing and players having social media especially at that age um, it's there's no reason to have social media in your professional football and if you do have someone manage it for you you can tell half the other players we've got like Traore and everyone else has someone post for them after every game but Gibbs White he's liking all these tweets I know we've already mentioned it but it's the main thing that's come out the last few days after the Albion game and he's got a girlfriend who I don't want to go obviously too harsh on, on but she seems to love the attention is talking about how much she loves Swansea like obviously some of the things she's been sent by the football Twitter wolves like those have been horrendous. So it's a bit both ways. But why would you have Twitter and have your missus active on Twitter when you're a professional football player for a team like Wolves? Because, yes, when it's going well, I'm sure it's lovely to get the lovely messages, but the abuse you're going to get when it's not going well and you're not performing well. And if you've got a girlfriend and yourself who bites to people like that, it's just a recipe for disaster. He's, he's, his career could be ruined over like a Twitter thing for Wolves. It's just, it's naivety again. Seems to be the Wolves' problem on the pitch and off it. It, it, he has no reason to bite. Like he should know as a professional doing his job. Like you can't do it in your own professional life at our jobs. We come on here to vent our frustrations. Um, <laughs> so he, he, he just can't do it. It, it. I don't hold anything against him for it. He's clearly passionate about what he does, but it's just a bit daft. Like it's, it's needless. Not against him having Twitter or his girl, his girlfriend not saying anything about it. They can say exactly what they want, but they have got to think about the wider picture. And this is his career, this is his life, and he hopes to do it for a long time. It'd be really stupid to to spoil it. Yeah, it's, I mean it's difficult, isn't it? Because when I think back to like when I was in my early twenties, like some of the rows you'd have on Twitter and Facebook, just felt about nothing. That you probably just you sort of grow out of it, don't you? And it's kind of he's in that similar situation, so it's difficult particularly when you're in the spotlight all the time and his argument would be, well, why shouldn't I have Twitter? Why shouldn't I express my views? But you've got to be careful and it's it can backfire. It can get really nasty. So I think it's wise to um, like have a private accounts or 
shield it as much as possible or just go, don't go on it at all but there's always going to be this you know when you're liking tweets that of people saying about you know questioning other people in the club that, yeah. or questioning decisions uh, and it also to be fair it's not just him Podence is a lot older and he keeps doing it on Instagram that's a he? good point he's going to get in yeah. trouble eventually yeah. so it's you just got to be really really careful and it is kind of a new problem but I, I don't I don't know and the problem is once once you've sort of alienated your fan base like that it's hard to win back the trust that's the difference yeah we are currently the only Wolves fan page whatever you want to call it not having us back with someone at the moment I think everybody's fallen out on Twitter Ev- they, everyone's yeah. fallen out yeah it's been a carnage week for Wolves Twitter it's just all over the shop at the moment yeah, well, the difference with Pedence and Gibbs White, though, Pedence is like going mad at referees and that, and he, whereas Gibbs White is liking mm. tweets about disharmony in the squad and what Bolly's doing, like we said earlier. And it, it, he literally he went ghost on Twitter when he had that debacle with breaking lockdown rules. So he can do it, but now he's just throwing his toys at the pram. Yes, maybe he's a bit annoyed that he got called back after just coming back from injury and he was enjoying his time at Swansea. It seems like his missus loves Swansea because she likes all the Swansea fans' tweets. And, he, and they got a lot of shit after the COVID lockdown breakdown thing so they obviously hate the Wolves fans now it seems like <laughs> that's what it looks like and he wants to go back to Swansea by the looks of it so he's just got he a, was a completely star at ghost Swansea, on Twitter he? He was, yeah, he's, that's the thing yeah. yeah I don't know it's man. his choice if he wants to be a big fish in a small pond for his career then that's no problem he can choose to go and do that but if he wants to be a top level Premier League footballer I very much doubt Swansea is the place to do it not that we can shout too much at the moment but I think we've probably still got a bit more but potential than how many Swansea footballers have. do you see though that have got girlfriends so active on social media and who are like probably more known than them at the moment on Twitter and more interacting with fans that's so rare Rebecca Vardy oh yeah that's a good show <laughs> that went yeah, well I mean, and that's, it's that's a d- Rebecca Vardy that's a d- <laughs> That's a different league, though, isn't it? Like, Jamie Vardy and Rebecca Vardy, they're, like, proper, well-known, you know, England striker, like, a proper wag who everyone knows, whereas Gibbs White and... I don't even know his missus' name. Is it Brittany or something? Uh, um, they're like, Brittany, it's not, bitch. Not the same <laughs> level, is it? So I don't know whether that's the aspiration or, or what. I've just... I, I, I don't know. Careful, Sam. You'll get done there. That's true. She yes. does, like, reading the fan stuff. Yeah. No, she's a, she listens. I know that. Um, well, let's leave it there. Um, that was very depressing. So uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, there will, there's, or or it works as therapy for everybody. Um, but I'm actually just more angry now. So uh, I had forgotten about it for a very very small amount of time. I forgot about it, and then when I remembered, I got very sad again. What, what's the tactic so, for Friday? Get so drunk before kickoff you don't remember the game. Yeah, I've got Friday <laughs> off, so just, just, um, just gonna watch Country just, File just, on YouTube. Just, Start watching tennis. It's just it's easier, isn't it? What kind yeah. do that? I'm moaning about coronavirus over there, aren't they? Do you ever have that like nice little moment where like you first wake up in the morning, you forget about what happened the night before? That's kind of like what what's happened. Like, oh, that's then you nice. turn over and Jack's lying. You, you lost three two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> enough to put anyone over the edge. <laughs> right, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Yeah, I'm just going to say keep the faith. We can't sack Nuno. And so, oh yeah, we did talk about sacking, did we? Like, there were people calling for his head. No, I think I we'll be stirring the pot too much on that. We all know that our everyone that listens to us knows our views are all consistent. That it would be ridiculous to sack. It's him. quite rare though that like an out like a podcast or something like us that we're all not Nuno out because I'm sure there's a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other I don't know YouTube channels that are. You bring in exactly. Yeah, that, that's this the is the question but... that nobody answers, isn't it? That's the mm. question nobody answers. Mm. Is well, we're we're all from like a similar era 
we're all the same age, aren't we? If you get what I mean. So we're quite grateful to all be where we are. Days, Whereas I'd hate to say this because this is what it seems to be on Twitter is old v young. But like people in their early twenties and maybe late teens, they've had been quite spoiled, haven't they? The last eight years. The football obviously manager generation. Yeah, they obviously well, want just want bang, get out, get someone in. So I think well, remember what happened last time we sacked a manager after losing to the Albion? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, looking yeah, back that was a mind. mistake, wasn't it? Mm. So I think we're more cautious because we probably remember that. I mean, I didn't think they should have sacked McCarthy at that time. I think it was knee-jerk. And to sack Nuno would just be ridiculous. It's it's, a, it's just a bad spell, I hope. Yeah, and if Fabio Silva finished a few of his chances and if we'd have got a couple of more wins, we'd be level than we was uh, this time last year. But if a turtle had flippers, it'd be a tortoise, wouldn't he? So that means nothing. <laughs> Is that what? true? But, Is that true? <laughs> no. But, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I reckon they'll bring in Steven Gerrard after losing to Chorley. Uh, right, okay, uh, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. <laughs> See you in a bit. Dan Bayliss. Goodbye, Wolves fans. It, it, it'll get better, I promise. And Jack Williams. Draw. And this is a good one. The 77 Club. The Wolves podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.